Welcome to the Digital Dark Age. Good afternoon, Bruce. Welcome back. How was your weekend? Good afternoon. Honestly, it's weird. It's just weird. I, I still haven't settled into the idea that we're not podcasting or doing anything on those days because I, I still read the news. I still go in and, you know, do research and stuff. So it's just we don't talk about it as much. Well, actually, we do talk about it. It's just not recorded. <laughs> so but otherwise, it's enjoyable. Yeah, I slept in, you know, that's nice. Yeah, I, I actually got some sleep myself and uh, it was it was kind of nice. I didn't have to really worry about anything. Uh, but, you know, we actually we actually by taking the time that we did, it gave me a chance to work on some other intros like the one you just heard. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's actually kind of nice to, to stop for a second. And then, of course, and we're working on another project that we're pro- hopefully going to get off the ground this week, which will give us a little bit more variety in all of this. So we're not uh, we're not sounding like broken records day in and day out about uh, politics and all that stuff. You know, when we started all this podcasting stuff, it was supposed to be about literally what it says, independence. It was, it was supposed to be about you, what you could do to make yourself a better individual that could better your community, that could lift up the whole thing. I mean, that's what it was. But due to the nature of the crazy stuff that's going on, we've just kind of shifted into this. And I, and I don't like it. I don't like it. I, I want to get back to apolitical stuff. And I want to talk about normal everyday things and experiences and, and things of that nature and what you can do to have a normal, healthy dialogue with people about things other than politics. But we're going to talk about that later on in the week. But anyway, today, Digital Dark Age. I, I love these. There's so much stuff going on with tech that we've dedicated this particular hour each week to talk just about tech and nothing else. And with the way things are progressing with different agendas, such as big tech companies, Apple, Facebook, Google, Twitter, uh, you know, Samsung, all, all these different tech companies, the, the major ones, everybody that's out there has their own agenda, but they seem to be kind of working in in conjunction with one another to carry out this same agenda because they all have they all have the same goal. But in the end, they only want one company. That's how it always works. So they'll work together in the meantime. It's just like the you know totalitarian takeovers in the past. They'll form alliances. You know, what, what's the old saying? Politics makes strange bedfellows. It's the same thing with tech companies. Yeah. The agendas make strange bedfellows, but they'll work together as long as they have a, a you know common enemy, which is nearest I can tell all of humanity. Free thinking, man. I, I would a say free, the thinking. free thinking, man. Yeah. yeah. Free thinking. OK, yeah. Free. Th- yeah, mm-hmm. I could go with that. Mm-hmm. I could go with that. And today we're going to talk about some of the things that Microsoft has in mind for the free thinking person. You can't say man, Bruce. It's, it's um. well, I mean, I meant man as in humanity, but, you know, I, I, I get what you're saying. It's people kind. Didn't it's, we change it's it? It's, it's people kind. Yeah. 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 All right. Let's start with helmets. Right. And I I literally mean that helmets. These people need help. Okay, these people need help. People actually think that wearing a space helmet is going to add to a range of panic pods available for coronavirus uh, uh, imbeciles. I, I think that's the only word I can I can choose here. So a company based out of Utah has developed a space helmet type pod for people too afraid to travel with only a mask for protection, which doesn't work anyway, by the way, adding to the range of panic pod equipment on offer. We talked a while back about uh, these big, giant bubble things that people were going to wear. Yeah. Do you remember those? It was like a piece of canvas and it had like this plastic shield over it. It's the most ridiculous thing you ever saw. It is the most ridiculous thing that I think I could see. If I saw another human being in something like that, I, I would just I, honestly, I would feel sorry for them. I would feel sorry for them. I feel sorry for the people that are out there now that are going along with this hook, line and sinker. Because, you, I mean, do, do you not understand what's happening? Do, do you not see 
the, all of you, all of you good people out there that are just going along with this, do you, do you not see what the agenda is here? Do you not see how this is affecting people? Do you not see how they're trying to steer things? This is the cold and flu season. Every year we deal with this every single year, every single year. And everything with this agenda has been turned back on itself to make you think that what you're seeing is brand new when in fact it's perfectly normal. Do you want to wear a helmet? Would you wear one of these space helmets? Would you wear one of these things? So Hall Labs in Utah has produced the microclimate. I'm going to try and do this without laughing because these people look so ridiculous. Produced the microclimate air helmet, which can be pre-ordered now for just the low, low price of $199. And it will begin shipping in weeks. So would I wear wear one of these helmets? Um, uh, yeah, for Halloween. Sure. You know, as a costume. Well, Halloween's coming up. Sure. Ha- Halloween's coming up. Um, but the thing the thing is, is I'm not against these things because I have my own idea and plans on on creating something similar to this and exploiting the COVID idiots, if you will, or the um, excuse me, the um, COVID concern. Um, yeah. I mean, if you if you're scared of this, then this is where the free market comes in. If there's a product, it, it can better those people's lives because they're terrified of the virus. So, yeah, sure. Uh, I'm all for a company coming out and making these things, specifically my company. And um, but, you know, that'll be uh, Adams Manufacturing LLC. <laughs> so that, that'll be for the low, low price yeah. of one hundred and ninety five dollars plus shipping. Yeah, somewhere other in fees, there. I don't know. Other it, fees it, may it apply. Might. It might be more expensive than that because I'm planning on electronics and, uh, you know, putting putting some like LEDs in there and some, you know, be able to add your own flair to it and stuff. Can we get well, if you're if you're taking ideas here, can we get possibly the um, like the Apple Glass or the Google Glass interface in there? Can we get that on the on the shield itself? I've thought about that. I've thought about that. Doing something like that, having some kind of like a heads up display like you see in cars and whatnot that reflects off. Yeah, something like that. That'd be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Then you get to read your text messages from your helmet, and you, you know, have advertising right there, might create an ad company, you know, just to run ads through the helmet that you can't stop. <laughs> I, I can't see a, I can't see anything going wrong with that. So uh, the website for uh, what was the name of this company again? Hall Labs. The website says that we know this new world is not ideal. Gee, you think? You think it's great of you to point that out. The website knows in perhaps the understatement of the century adding. But when it comes to your safety, we believe nothing is too extreme. And when it comes to air travel, comfort is king. Okay, I agree. When it comes to air travel, comfort is king. So just fly. The airlines need to take a stand. The airlines need to take a stand and stand up for this. You're a private company if you're an airline. The government doesn't tell you what to do. That's not how this works. So you say, okay, we're not going to mandate that for our passengers. Well, then the governments will come back and say, well, then we won't let you land in our country. Well, then guess what? Another country will get the business. As you said, Bruce, let the free market dictate how this is going to work. Instead, they're taking that away from people. People aren't being consulted in any of this. They're not being consulted. We're just being told. And if we don't do what we're told, well, then it's our fault for things getting worse, isn't it? See, that's how this works. Ironically, with this, Ironically, with this, th- this is what's interesting about this, because I, I don't see any uh, any filter systems or any, anything on this at all. None, unless it's tucked away in the in the brim of this thing. I don't see anything like that. It, it looks says, like it's the brim. Okay, it's well, it says here uh, it's called air, which is uh, what is it? Uh, microclimate air uh, is what the helmet's called. It says you won't be able to breathe in any fresh air wearing the device because uh, that would be deadly, according to the way that things are. So the pod has an internal ventilation system. So you'll only get 
preciously cleansed filtered air. So see, the rest of us are going to live in, you know, in a, in a death trap. There is no indication of how you actually hear anything going on around you. For example, uh, a Mack truck hurling towards you as you cross a busy road. <laughs> That's a minor detail, especially given that it works well with AirPods, apparently, uh, and is chargeable via a USB-C cable. The company showcases the product throwing a load of colored powder at faces of people who are wearing uh, the masks, highlighting how you'll get covered in deadly scrubber stuff unless you uh, unless you don't uh, put the whole head pod on. It's oh ridiculous. Okay, so no, actually, the dust thing is actually a good. That's a good example of those cloth ma- cloth masks not actually working because dust particles are typically larger than viruses, and when you wear the mask and get hit by that dust, it actually uh, it goes through the mask. So I, it's I a good it was, example of those cloth masks not working. I was taking the example of uh, Bill Nye, the science guy, when he was blowing at the candle with, with the mask. I thought that was the best uh-huh. way to tell. You know, the guy the uh-huh. guy that's the science guy that's not actually right. a science guy. He's an actor. You mean the candle you can blow out with a mask on? Yeah, that one. Yeah, I, I was taking that as a as an example of, of how you how you do things. But it says you can only be fully safe if you encase your face in the plastic helmet. Then you can rest easy because this is your future. Your future is safe in a pod. Right. Don't don't come out of your house. Don't don't go off into the uh, into the other room there. Don't go outside. What do we say would happen if people didn't push back on it in the, in the initial stages? Stuff like this. Now, what are we getting bombarded with? At least I am over here. I'm getting bombarded with, oh, get the latest COVID-19 exposure app for your phone. Is that the way you want it to go? You know what the next step is, right? They'll do something like this mask, but it'll be full body. It'll be like uh, something that attaches to the mask and creates a uh, closed climate because clearly oh, this only covers your head. It only covers your. So if you have like a cut or you have something on your skin, you know, uh, it, it, yeah, it can get through your skin. So obviously we're going to have to do something similar to this uh, uh, for your for the rest of your body. Well, to be honest, if you go a little bit further down, it says that there's a company that's called Virus Shield which has developed what it calls a portable pod solution, right? So this is for people that have a, a, a whole fear of even going outside in all of this. Do you notice how this works, right? Now, now they have to keep you in fear from going outside. So in a matter of seconds, the virus shield unfolds to give users a protective six-sided barrier between themselves and their seatmates. So, do you, do you know, this kind of reminds me of what uh, the governor in Maine did uh, back in uh, back in August. You remember that they ordered the uh, the restaurant staff to wear those upside down like lampshades like dogs do, you know, for like an injury or something, dogs, dogs and cats. See, everything about this is now about humiliating you. That That's all this is. This stuff serves no purpose other than for them to see what they can get you to do. California, with all this mask and everything garbage, what's Governor Gavin Newsom out there now ordering? For the you good people out there in California. Oh, you have to wear a mask in between bites of food. Do you know how ridiculous that is? Do, do you know how ridiculous all of this is to begin with? Everything now is political. Where is cold and flu? Where, where is that? What, what were you bringing up to me earlier, Bruce, uh, about, uh, you know, uh, respiratory, you know, sinus infections and uh, and all this stuff? None of that's there anymore. Any longer, is it? Yeah. None of it. Yeah, they're, they're no longer testing for influenza-like symptoms. All influenza-like symptoms are COVID. So you have bronchitis, uh, it's co- it's COVID. Uh, you have any other, you know, sinus infection, COVID. You have anything that has to do with upper respiratory stuff, it's COVID. This stuff is so obvious, it's laughable. It is absolutely laughable. And the politicians are in the process right now of absolutely disgracing themselves. That's all they're doing. They're not They're not there to try and help you. They're not there to try and get you to see things in a different light. They're not there to get, to, to get you to try and uh, save someone else's life. They don't care. 
Anyway, uh, the Toronto-based protective personal equipment from Visor, uh, firm Visor Technologies, also revealed it had received 50,000 pre-orders for a portable head pod that looks something like an astronaut would wear. Uh, and they've also designed uh, sophisticated pods for use in offices and additional dining pods. Okay. All right. I- I've had enough of this stuff. Yeah. If you want to go out, it, it, like if you're so scared and you want to you get one of these pods, go knock yourself out. I don't care. Right. Knock yourself out. But but don't sit there and, and mandate that garbage on society. Do, do you know, th- this is what fascism looks like when you have out of control governments that are mandating that you wear something. The government can't make you wear things. They can't make you wear hats. They can't make you wear shirts or, or, or jackets or something like that. They make us wear clothes. <laughs> yeah. OK, but that's for a different reason. You know, we, we actually we actually choose to do that. No, there's you laws know? on the book. If you it's indecent exposure. If you don't wear clothes, yeah. you get arrested. Okay. Yeah. Okay, but I mean, that's that's also you. You also take that upon your own to to do that, right? That's that's your choice. It's also to do a that. state crime. It's also a state crime. It's not a federal offense. That, that's a key difference, right? Here. Federal right. government uh, constitutionally, the federal government can't do any of these mandates, but the state can. All powers not delegated to the federal government is delegated to the states. So. You know, your, your state and local, uh, you know, your governors. Well, yeah, they, they can they can say you're mandated to wear one of these masks or you're mandated to shut down your businesses or what have you. But the thing is, is we as the people, we're the ones that vote them in, number one. And number two, um, if, for example, your sheriff says, uh, yeah, we're not following that. Your sheriff overrules your governor. Same with the Fed. He overrules the Fed. So if your sheriff, your local sheriff says, yeah, we're not upholding that. Well, yeah, then you can open your business and whatnot. So it, it really, really, that's your last line of defense as a sheriff. So, you know, get to know your sheriff and, you know, get 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 in nice with the sheriff, you know, your local sheriff and let them know that you're standing with them and whatnot and, you know, all that kind of stuff, because that's uh, that's really important. That's going to be key, I think, going forward without getting too detailed. Anyway, 2035. OK, and I, I mean the year 2035. You can work from home if you get microchipped, right? What did I say about Microsoft a couple of days ago? I said Microsoft has announced that they will no longer allow people to work in offices ever again. They're not going to build any new new offices. They're not going to uh, have people come into offices. None of that stuff. You're telecommuting from now until the end of Microsoft days, whenever that is. 2035. (laughs) Oh, <laughs> 2035. People with an under the skin chip will have an advantage in finding work by 2035, says Microsoft partnered company Citrix. Microsoft has many companies under them or partnered with them. They have a company called NewsGuard, which they use to tell people to listen to only Fox, CNN, MSNBC, uh, and don't look at any independent media. No, 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 don't do that. Don't do that. Don't don't think for yourself. We don't we don't want you to do that. Uh, Election Guard is another Microsoft company. Election. I think we even talked about Election Guard one time. One of those disinformation groups, something like that. Election Guard has one customer and one source of funding and one investor. And that's DARPA, which is the um, Defense Advanced Research, whatever. Yeah. Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency. Projects Agency. Yeah. Election Guard is going to guard the integrity of the election this year, right? They're going to guard the integrity. See, see what, what you're seeing on election night this year isn't what you're actually seeing. It's going to be their job. We talked about that in the Transition Integrity Project, right? The war games, the tabletops that they did, they ran three scenarios. That was one of them. What you're seeing, and if you think that there's a declared winner on the night of the election this year in the United States, well, then what you're seeing isn't what you're actually seeing. So they're going to tell you what you're actually seeing. And they're going to work with various companies like Twitter and Facebook to make sure that that message gets put across. So today, Microsoft announced that they will let employees work from home permanently 
Microsoft first said you can come back to work voluntarily. Then they said they're not going to open till at least January 2021. Now they're saying they'll let you stay home permanently if you want. And soon it'll be the only option. So Citrix. Citrix is a partner of Microsoft and it's a company that's kind of like Zoom. Uh, but they focus on remote work, right? I, I've, I've heard of Citrix before. Uh, it's a $3 billion company with a net income of $629 million. And Citrix made an interesting statement. Uh, they're saying that by 2035, workers who get an implanted chip will have a labor market advantage. Isn't this what you said, Bruce? Th- those that go along that route, they'll, they'll be the ones that um, have the advantages and the rest of us that refuse all that stuff and fight against it. We're not going to have the yeah. advantage and we won't be able to compete. Isn't that kind of how you put it? Yeah, I said cyborgs are going to have an advantage and the cyborgs are going to be the uh, the augmented humans. They're going to be the ones that have the uh, um, what highest ladder, if you will. You know, it goes up the highest. So yeah. it's funny how you say that all those months ago. And, you know, it was just this crazy conspiracy theory. And, I mean, right here it is. You know, it's, there it is. It's, you know, it's almost like you were telling the future or something. It's strange. Are you a fortune teller? You have a crystal ball over there. I'm, I'm not telling. Just uh, You're not telling? Just because, not telling. you know, yeah. That means I'm aligned with uh, Sauron and all them. So I, I you're right, I right, right. Actually, it's, there, there's there's a crystal ball out there. It's called white papers. Just just saying, right? That's it. Yeah, true. So Microsoft is saying that they'll let you work from home forever. So their partner Citrix, which provides a digital workplace, uh, is saying if you have an implanted chip, then you'll have an advantage. Even if you stay locked up in your 200 square foot apartment working from home, right? Yeah. 2030. Yeah. 250 square foot apartment. That's for a well to do family of four, by the way. You're still going to have to have the chip, right? No, no, (laughs) no. So Citrix claims that about 48 percent of professionals would be willing to have the chip implanted in their body if it would significantly improve their performance or remuneration. What's remuneration? Uh, Just your how much money you're paid for work or a service. Uh, So I got you. Your paycheck. Okay. Uh, Okay, so yes, I agree if it improves your performance. If it did something to improve your performance, then yeah, people are going to be willing to take it, especially if there's a financial incentive. Uh, So, for example, Neuralink uh, from from Tesla or from Elon Musk, whatever, whatever of his companies is making it. Yeah, people are going to want to take it because it's going to be an enhancement to your to your cognitive abilities. So, yeah, I I can see that being the thing. It's, but see, we've we've had that argument. We talked about chips here before. I mean, that we've had that argument before. They're talking about doing this to a small chip implanted to perf- significantly improve their performance. OK, well, then that implies that it's not going to be implanted under the skin, as they say. It'll actually have to be implanted. It'll be Neuralink, won't it? It, it could be Neuralink or it could be it, it could even uh, even hook up to, I don't know, like your um, nervous system or something. Uh, you know, maybe there's other augmentations that we can do that through the nervous system that we might be able to, I, I don't know what the limitations are here when it comes to brain function and, um, you know, interfacing with machine. I don't know. I don't know the limit. I mean, look, chips. uh, Okay. Like you said, Bruce, I don't know the limitations of these things. I I don't know. It's early going yet, but you can bet that there's, there's full fledged research going on into these things. Now, we know that if you don't have one of these things in the future, it will be that you won't have the competition. You won't be able to compete in the society and it'll be other things as well. They will integrate that into everything. Absolutely everything. I mean, just like we have pay pass on credit cards and bank cards now, this will be linked to that. They'll take that off of your cards. You won't have cards. There won't be any of that. That's the same good point, thing, by the way. 
Go that, that would improve your performance. If, for example, you had a chip under your skin and it made it quicker for you to unlock your phone or unlock your door, or technically that's a that's a performance increase. So technically that would be not a lie uh, on their part. You know, would people take it if that's all it did? Maybe. I mean, you would have some some people that would be all for it. You know, the the tech gurus that would be all for it, but. If it had clear, you know, advantages like connecting to the internet through your mind, then yeah, people would be more apt to take it, I think. I mean, if it would make like, I'm going to get crazy here for a second, if it would make like uh, telepathy possible, I mean, you'd still have to have a medium, right? We, we don't have like the, the technology is not there yet, as far as I know, to create, say, an entire smartphone in a tiny little chip that would uh, incorporate. It's just not there. So you would still need a medium, right? I mean, that's how MindLink works now, right? It interfaces with a phone. It it needs an external device. Yeah, it it interfaces with other devices. Yeah, that's a a good point, by the way. Uh, Telepathy in the beginning could easily be a text message that is just sent from MindLink to MindLink, or or, excuse me, uh, uh, Neuralink to Neuralink. And you're basically seeing the text message in your mind. So Technically, that would be telepathy, as, as we understand it, just in a technological sense and not actually like whatever you want to, uh, some kind of paranormal, what what have you, right? It, it's using science. And they will tie this to other things. Like I said, it won't just be your finances. It'll be everything. It'll be your health care. It'll be your social status, which is where social scoring comes in. And that will dictate that that particular system right there, that is the Mac daddy of them all. It will dictate how you function and where you're able to function in society and what your status will be. It will determine where you live, who you can associate with, what your job's going to be, what kind of care you get, who you can get care from, where or if you can shop for food. It's that serious. And forget driving a car. Those are only going to be for the uh, the higher up privileged people, those that have the highest scores. They'll have the self-driving cars. And they'll be unlockable via a chip and then they'll have to have biometric IDs on top of it. It'll be also your carbon footprint. If your carbon footprint is too large uh, or has been too much this week. Well, sorry, you can't drive your car because, you know, carbon footprint. So I can see them going that route as well uh, with uh, climate change. Yes, absolutely. And with everything with 2035 and the World Economic Forum, you know, this all this great reset stuff. Everything's based around carbon footprints and, and you know, that agenda and everything. We did our three part series on Agenda 2030. Everything's about sustainability and all that stuff. Yeah, okay. Now, this kind of goes along with something else that I, that came across my desk earlier this week. And I can't remember if you brought this to me or if it was something that I ran across. It's It's been there for a couple of weeks now. Uh, actually, I'm sorry, about a week now. We haven't had a chance to get to it yet because last week we were so filled up with all kinds of stuff and we didn't uh, have a chance to do one of these things. Wearable tattoos. Now, we've talked about this whole vaccination thing and this this um, underskin quantum dot thing or whatever that, that people are conspiracy theorizing about, you know, vaccines and all that stuff being in there. Well, OK, everyone's allowed to have their own opinion on that. But if that is a conspiracy theory, then why does Microsoft have the patent on it? I, I just like to put that out there. Everyone can go and do their own research on that and make up your own mind. I'm simply saying if that's a conspiracy theory, then why is the patent there? What? Why is it there? That's all I'm asking. Wearable tattoos. This is something different. This is not something under the skin. This is something on top. Scientists not wearable go- tattoos, but uh, wearable circuits. Just, just wearable like circuits. It, it's yeah. It's it's a so it's literally a circuit that's kind of using somewhat liquid metal or or metal that's uh uh or a conductive material that's flexible, and they're just essentially gluing it to your skin. 
that's basically what this this is. Interesting. Okay, so scientists print sensors directly onto the skin without heat. Researchers created a wearable biomedical sensor that can be printed directly onto the skin without high temperatures. That's interesting. That That's really interesting. Engineers have developed a way to print biometric sensors onto the skin like a non-permanent tattoo. Oh, okay, so it's not actually a tattoo then. The, the headline's kind of misleading. Without the use of heat... In addition to being more comfortable and less intrusive than today's wearable devices, the technology described here can also collect more precise biometric measurements. You know, I don't see this as a, when it's described like that, I don't see this as a bad thing from, from a medical side of things. I, I don't see this as a bad thing at all. Yeah, this this has a lot of good uses that we would uh, typically want out of uh, technology. But uh, I, I, I'm, I'm concerned that this going in the future, this could be used in a nefarious way. For example, what if you were to print some, a circuit on your arm that would allow you to bypass um, locks, you know, electronic locks? Or uh, be like I'll a um, I'll take one. USB, Get- you know, drive or something, you know, and you could steal data from someone, you know, I mean, that that that's a possible future. OK, I'll, I'll take that. Uh, it says because of the process, the bonding of metallic components to the sensor required temperatures of 572 degrees Fahrenheit. Man, that's hot. The fabrication wasn't suitable for human skin, you think? The skin surface cannot withstand such high temperature, obviously. Uh, Yeah, thanks for pointing that out. To get around this limitation, we proposed centering a... Uh, a centering aid layer, something that would not hurt the skin and could help the material center together at a lower temperature. They, they already have these sensors, though, but they're in like the stickers. I've seen them. I, I've seen them in hospitals. It's just not something that can be applied directly to the skin. But they they apply or excuse me, they print it in the uh, in, in the sensor itself. And then they just put the lead onto that. That That's essentially it's to me. It looks to me like that's what they're doing. They're just removing the, the sticker portion of it and they're making it something you can apply directly to it to get a more accurate reading. It's still technically a, a sticker, but yeah, essentially you're right. Um, it, it allows them to to print it directly to the skin or even clothing now as well. You could you can implant it in clothing. What would be the purpose of implanting it in clothing? For example, hooking your phone up to it or something uh, and like having like a, a vibrate, you know, so you get a text message and you actually feel it in your clothing instead of actually hearing it or something, you know, yeah. Bruce, I don't, I don't want my jeans to vibrate my entire, you know, when I, when <laughs> they I get have a phone other call. products for that. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. I was going to say that's it's like, uh, yeah. hold on. My pants are vibrating. It's like you, <laughs> I'm getting a phone call. I mean, it could be something like that. It, you know, it could link to your phone and, you know, biometrics. It could track how many times, you know, how many steps, how, you know, um, blood pressure, your oxygen content, your, I mean, it could track all that on your phone and, and have a better, um, you know, it'd be, it'd be for your insurance, right? If you had one of these, it would make your insurance cheaper. Sure. Sure. Yes. Yes. Actually, my insurance is cheaper because I do certain things, but that's my own social credit, isn't it? Uh, it says researchers were first able to lower the centering temperature to 212 degrees Fahrenheit by adding a new nanoparticle to the silver components, creating what scientists called a centering aid layer that can be used to print sensors on clothing, as you said, and paper, which is useful, but is still higher than what we can stand at a skin temperature. We changed the formula of the aid layer. We changed the printing material and found that we could center at room temperature. Interesting. Researchers made their new aid layer out of polyvinyl alcohol paste and calcium carbonate. Plastic and um, uh, the carbonate. Uh, I don't know what that is. I, it's familiar, but I don't know what it is off, off offhand. It's actually, okay, it's so... Interesting. The layer allowed scientists to fuse the ultra thin layer of metal patterns to the sensor using a hairdryer set on cool. 
Uh, the resulting device is flexible and boasts all the necessary electromechanical characteristics. It says in test, scientists use the new wearable sensor to measure temperature, humidity, blood oxygen levels, and heart rhythms. While the wearable sensor can survive hand washing, scientists suggest a hot shower would cause it to wash away. Just for the nerdy out there, calcium carbonate is actually uh, the same compound that's in things like pearls and eggs, you know, the eggshells, um, snails, uh, the shell on them. And other marine organisms. So, so it's not vegan. Um, no. Well, uh, it depends on how they acquired it. You could do a chemical reaction thereof, and it be vegan. It says here that it could be recycled uh, since removal doesn't damage the device itself, and importantly, removal doesn't damage the skin either. That's especially important for people with sensitive skin, like elderly and babies. The device can be useful without being an whoa, extra burden. Whoa. Hold on now. I, I take that as an insult. <laughs> Neither a baby or elderly, and I have sensitive skin. You have sensitive skin. <laughs> well, we also have quiet spaces available for you, Bruce, and we have and we have pods. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, if you need if you need if you need a helmet pod, pod, we can get one of those sent over to you. There's there's a little bit of a back order on them, but we can get some of those sent over to you. Or I'm sorry, you're actually making one yourself. <laughs> Where are my manners? Yeah, you're, you're making yeah, one of those gonna, yourself. Yeah. It's going to be fancier uh, than the one that they're advertising too. Yeah, it says the uh, the device can be useful for being an extra burden to the person using it or. To the environment. Yeah, or to the environment. Yeah, okay, interesting. In a follow-up study, of course, they have to tie it to this. In a follow-up study, scientists plan to print sensors designed to track symptoms and vital signs associated with COVID-19. Oh, what's that? You have a cough? COVID. That's oh, COVID. Uh, your nose is stuffy? COVID. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's get into some... Uh, Let's get into some home home service. To, uh, let, no, I can't say that. That's that's too politically incorrect. Uh, let's get into service drones, right? I think that's a more apt way to put it. Let's get into some service drones. So one of these advanced robots might soon take over the world. You ever seen iRobot? Kind of like the same thing. Kind of like the same thing. That's that's what all this like. That's the vibe I'm getting from this. The first yeah, gen and iRobot. Not not sunny, but the. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. First gen. Uh, but basically uh what this is, these are robots that would essentially uh, serve you more or less in, in your home, right? Do work around your house, run the vacuum. Well, we've already got uh, vacuum cleaner robots and drones, but uh, you know, one could. Well, no, I can't say mow your lawn because we have those two. Well, you're meaning it. You're meaning like a bipedal that would be able to do all those things. You well, know? yeah, but I mean, this one would, you know, go and fetch your mail and uh, get go to the refrigerator and get you something to drink or do the dishes, do the dishes, carry in boxes from whatever you just bought, you know, carry in your groceries, that kind of stuff. If you don't have home delivery like Amazon Pantry or anything, it would okay. be yeah. any form of physical labor that you would normally do. This thing would now do for you. Uh, they say that, however, when people talk about these machines, they can be very opinionated. Uh, there sometimes seems to be no middle ground when people discuss robotics. Some people either think robots are amazing or worried they will take your job. Boy, has that happened uh, or fear they will eventually take over the world. Why not both? I, I have I have all those concerns at once. So what, what's the problem? It's going to benefit our lives. It's going to be great and it's going to be amazing and they're going to take our jobs and they very well could take over the world. So I, I'm all the above. Well, yeah, but see, here's here's the problem with it. I mean, I agree with you. I, I'm all the above on it, too, if it's going to make our lives more convenient. But with the psychotics that we have in charge now, OK, if we have all of these things, well, then what do they need us for? See what I mean? So there's a trade off here. Well, not only that, but what if you have some organization, say, I don't know, the Taliban or, or um, you know, or even Antifa, 
or someone like that just happens to get one of these drones and makes it autonomous and i don't know straps a an explosive to it that's hidden under the chassis oh, no. of the device that would never happen no that would never happen no no no, no of course not of course not i'm trying to find something in here that actually stands out but to be honest with you I, i'm not really finding anything well, um, i mean just looking at the pictures though like the bipedal one with the that's behind the vehicle I could totally see a bipedal one helping you with like groceries or helping you with like, you know, uh, some of the heavy lifting stuff. I could totally see that. Yeah. Okay. So if you're okay, so if you're a person, for example, let's paint the scenario here. If you're a person that, say, has physical limitations, right, you're disabled, you're you have injuries, stuff like that. One of these would be a godsend in a lot of respects, for sure. Elderly. Elderly. Yeah. 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 So I I could see all those points. But what about those? Well, you're just lazy, but that that would be my other point to it. Where do we draw the line that allows us to to keep these things from being more to society than what they should be? Do you, do you see what I mean? So, you, for example, you don't. You don't? Uh, for, well, for you example, don't. like the robot vacuum cleaners, those are on the market, but not everybody has one of those things. So they never really like they're there. And it's it's just one of those things, but it it hasn't become something that has completely taken everything over. You see what I'm saying? Well, see, those are best against hardwood floors or or laminate floors or those kind of things. They're not great against carpet. So most people have carpet in their house. So it wouldn't be a good fit for them, you know, unless you have hardwood floors and it's able to get around. People typically are fine with, you know, vacuuming once a week or twice a week, however many times you do it. Um, if you have pets, I recommend you do it at least twice. But anyway, but if you had a if you had one of these bipedal ones, that would be the most um, universally uh, functioning one. You know, it could do a bunch of stuff that humans could do. So you wouldn't have to change a lot of products, vacuums, uh, your cleaning supplies and whatnot wouldn't have to change. You could just have the robot do it. And so I don't know. You, then you get into the, the, the world of is it slavery? You know, especially if we start making them sentient. You know, what's going to happen oh. in the future? Eh, you know, they're, they're, I know some, there's there's things to talk about for the future. Some people are arguing that about these, uh, you know, these. Uh, how do I put it? I, I think there's only one way to put it. These uh, these sex robots, you know, the, these dolls that are out there. Some people are arguing that is some type of uh, forced servitude because they're becoming more intelligent as time goes on. I, I think that a good futuristic example of what those would represent would be like the movie Artificial Intelligence, right? Because that's what everything was. Um, I think I get what you're meaning. If if those if robots are sentient and they're self-aware, then, yeah, it's technically slavery. I mean, at that point, if they're self-aware, but they're not self-aware yet. They're just machines at this point. They're a tool. So once you get to the point of self-awareness. Yeah, but as AI continues to develop, I mean, that's the holy grail at this point, isn't it? It'll get there. It'll get there. Right now, the problem is, is um, computing power and energy. Actually, energy is the big, the big problem is, is we don't have enough electricity to power uh, a computer that is, that could truly be self-aware. Enter helium three. I don't even think that would be enough power. We're, we're talking really? right now because our circuit boards and everything are so inefficient. Uh, we would have to completely change how we do electronics. So is this where so you, you would think have to that, be like DNA? OK, so is this where they think that you're going to uh, start working towards like bioneural circuitry, this kind of stuff? Yeah. Yeah. That, that's the only way to go, because those are far more efficient than what we do with uh, metals and whatnot uh, and silicon. Uh, it's just so energy efficient, inefficient right now, you would have to have tons of energy to to, to increase comput- computational power currently. So we're going to have to have a lot of advancements in that area. 
have you seen these uh have you seen these ones that are developed by Boston Dynamics, the uh, the dogs that are going to start? They're, they're actually going to put these into, and I think they already are. Some of them are out there walking the streets now that are uh, trying to catch people for, it's like uh, uh, COVID, like quarantine violations. Yeah, I believe they call it Spot, I believe is their dog. Um, they they also are doing one that's a bipedal, but yeah, the the one that they're really focusing on right now is Spot, and it has like a a single actuating arm, um, that it, you know can grab stuff, open doors, and sort of you know that sort of thing. I'm just waiting for the time that somebody grabs one of those things and throws it in the back, <laughs> throws it in the back of a van and takes off and then hijacks it. I mean, they're seventy thousand dollars a pop, roughly. So that's expensive. Uh, currently, I believe. Let me see here. Yeah. So starting at about $70,000. Yeah. Interesting. You know, I, I kind of remember something back in, I want to say it was the early 2000s. Honda made something. It was called Asimo. I think it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure yeah, that's the name of it. It's in there. Oh, it is it's in there. below the dog. Yeah, yeah I see it now that I'm rolling down. Yeah. Osmo's. I remember this thing. Uh, it was considered to be one of the most, or excuse me, one of the world's most advanced humanoid robots, and it's been recently retired. I remember that they actually, Honda actually had these things working for them in their factories in Japan, and they were working in the cafeterias, and they were serving food, and they were walking around and doing the cleaning and all that stuff. I kid you not. This is the early 2000s they were doing this. So these things are a lot more advanced than what we actually give them credit for, I think. Because if you look at, you know, we're talking almost 20 years ago, they had one of those out with the technology at the time. Can you imagine how how intelligent these things are now? Look at Spot. Spot, when that first started, you could you could push it over. Literally, it wasn't able to get back up. And now you can actually uh, they have larger versions of Spot. You can kick it forcibly put your body weight into it and it will stagger catch itself and continue walking uh or even if it falls down it knows how to get back up again i mean so the advancements that it has there um avoidance obstacle avoidance i mean it's advanced quite a bit the main one that they're looking at for consumer use is something called digit right and it says that digit could one day just show up at your door completely unannounced it says that just this past year ford right? The uh, automotive company became the first company to incorporate the digit robot into their factories. Company's name that created it is called Agility Robotics. It's a headless robot, which is just creepy in and of itself. I mean, put a head on the thing. (laughs) You know, it's just weird. About the size of a small human packed with sensors, the robot can navigate stairs, traverse obstacles and move across various multiple terrains. Most importantly, it can carry. This is where I said the service part of it comes in. It can carry and stack boxes weighing up to 40 pounds, which is about 18 kilos for those that are listening outside the U.S. This is what Ford is excited about. Digit could also change the way self-driving cars make deliveries. Well, these things are going to drive cars now. Or does it get out of the car and yeah. like walk? You, you would have Amazon. a van pull up and then that would Amazon. Yeah. I could see this. Amazon. I could see that. Amazon. What is Amazon? What did I? What did Amazon do? That's exactly what they're going to do with this. What did Amazon do? They used the shipping companies, DHL, FedEx, UPS, the Postal Service to build their shipping network and their logistics network. Now, what have they done? They took all that data and they incorporated it into their own service. And now guess what? They don't use those companies anymore, largely. They still ship some specialty things through them, but that's it. So they use their own network now. Now what's going to happen? Now they're going to make the drivers obsolete. They're not going to use them. They're not going to use the rental company. See, I don't think Amazon actually owns any of their own vehicles. I think they lease them. Yeah, I think it's third party uh, third yeah. party companies that do all that. They, they lease all that stuff. So they're going to throw all that stuff overboard, too. 
So they'll partner with one of these self-driving car companies going forward, and they'll partner with one of these companies that are making uh, these robots like Agility Robotics. Interesting. I I can see them doing that. Imagine you order a new PlayStation online, which we're going to talk about PlayStation here in a second. Rather than have a mailman drop off the gaming console, an autonomous truck would drive up and arrive at your house. No humans would be in this delivery truck. Digit would step out of the truck, grab your package from the back of the truck, walk over to your doorstep, carefully place the box on your front door. And they're saying that this could only be a few years away. Hmm. Not sure how I feel about that. I don't see it taking off right away. And the reason I say that, when you watch the video of this robot delivering, they do a lot of cuts in there. It probably takes the, the robot five minutes to get from the back of the van to your front door. So 20 feet, maybe. And it, yeah, it's it's super, super slow, probably under a mile an hour, honestly. Not very efficient then, at least not right now. Not right now. But the thing is, is they, they've got the idea down and it, all it is, is really a programming thing. If they can get it, you know, the software updated and, and you know, learn how to make a bipedal walk better, which this is weird because this is a bipedal that's based on uh, like an emu's legs or something or, or uh, to where the knee joint is uh, back instead of forward. So, you know, back of a canine, you know, the back legs or what have you, the, the, the knee is technically higher up closer to the, the waist and the ankle is technically what we'd consider the, the knee. Interesting. We mentioned PlayStation there. PlayStation's come out and taken an interesting stance going forward, especially with their new console coming out. They've got a PlayStation five coming out. Is it this year? Uh, soon. Didn't know if it was going to be in time for the holidays or not. PlayStation says that it will enable voice chats to be recorded so that players can be snitched on for mean words. You need a safe space, Bruce. Do, do you need do you need the safe space? Do you need to do you need to worry about the uh, the things that uh, that come along about uh, personal privilege? Oh, d- I'm sorry. Go Please ahead. do not use gendered language to to address everyone. OK. All right. Thank you. We'll, we'll work. Uh, on yeah, yeah. 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 I'm more I'm more. Can, can does this PlayStation have like a, a smeller on there or something? Because I'm more I'm more concerned about like aggressive sense than I am. Um, well, no, I mean, the, you, know. you, you need to be very careful. One thing about to note that. there, please don't uh-huh. go into that space with anything that's like an aggressive scent, for instance, okay. because that's going right. to be difficult. For- OK. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. yeah. That's, see, it's going to be difficult. So you don't want to go into that space. Right. So if, if you're around and, you, mm-hmm. you know, you, you head over into that direction, you, you really I mean, you don't want to cause anyone else to feel uncomfortable. So, yeah, uh, by the way, it is November of this year that it's releasing first. And then second, recording voice chat uh, for violations on this. They're probably using an AI to catch certain words that they deem bad. So that's probably what they're using to to regulate or or police uh, this. Well, they're saying, well, I, honestly, I don't think they're going to be using any of that. I think it's just the user interaction. I, I think that's what they're targeting here. What do you mean? Like, so a user will report it and then somebody would go somebody based would review on it. Fi- look into it. I mean, that's, right. that's possible. But my my concern is, is literally using uh, some kind of AI to do that. And it wouldn't be that hard. It really wouldn't be that difficult. We have AI that is capable of understanding what you say and accurately, you know, there's companies out there, I forget what, Dragon something or another or something that's like one on the cutting edge and it can filter through your accent. It is quite impressive what what it can do there. So interesting. It says here that the console's latest update forces users to waive their privacy rights, allowing others to report them and get their accounts banned for speech violations. So following this update, users are seeing a uh, a notification about party safety, safe spaces, and that voice chats in parties may be recorded. A voice chat recording 
for moderation is a feature that will be available on the PS5 when it launches, and it will enable users to record their voice chats on PlayStation 5 and submit them for moderation review. The pop-up you're seeing on PlayStation 4 right now is to let you know that when you participate in a chat with a PS5 user post-launch, they may submit those recordings from their PS5 console to the SIE. Oh boy. And Xbox is looking better and better, isn't it? If you're a console gamer. That's going to be happening on all platforms anyway and all devices, even your personal computer. They're going to be record you they're going to be able to record you and then of course turn you in. This is how it works. I mean, you start tattling on everybody, you teach everyone how to tattle, then you reward them for tattling. Snitch society. Remember social credit. Yeah, exactly. Social credit. We all remember that, you know, in in the what we were told in Soviet Russia, how how controlled it was, was everyone was telling on everybody and the KGB was listening to everything. Well, they kind of so they were. But there's a lot of propaganda and media that went along with it. But um, well, it's it's interesting. Whether it's bad as you think. Yeah, well, it's interesting here. Sony says that um, that uh, they're claiming that the update is necessary to enforce safety mm-hmm. and moderation standards mm-hmm. and prevent harassment. So, see, you can't be mean mm-hmm. to anyone anymore. The days of <laughs> the days of playing Call of Duty and the banter in there, all oh, that's all that's gone. That's gone. You're not getting that back. Yet the actual agenda is obvious to police political speech and prevent criticism from far left groups like BLM. Now, okay, that's an opinionated statement right there. But but Mm -hmm. let's look at what's actually happening. Let's look at the overall Marxist agenda that's being promoted in the entertainment culture. And it's been there for a long time. Let's look at television. Okay, television is dying. I don't care what anybody says. Anyone can say whatever they want. Television is dying. And now the movies, the movie industry is dying. The, the, The movie theaters, more specifically, it's dying. So they don't have a way to push this onto the masses anymore. The video game industry as a whole makes more money than the music industry, the TV industry, and the movie industry combined. So it makes it a prime target for propaganda. So these companies have now moved in uh, and gotten in bed with this woke agenda, with all this nonsense that's going on, it's being promoted. So now the gaming aspect is being taken over. Politics were never supposed to be in gaming. As a matter of fact, when you game, right, and all of us have played games before, you don't put politics into it. You, you don't put politics into it. Everyone I've ever gamed with has always been pretty adamant. Look, don't don't bring your politics in here. The move comes just a few months after PlayStation, and I can see where this is coming in, partnered with the Anti-Defamation League, right, which is a leftist group. Everybody knows that, right? It's, it's run by... Uh, uh, it's, it's Soros money. That's <laughs> what it is, which they advocate for online censorship uh, and hate speech in the name of stopping the defamation of Jewish people. OK, I get it. But at the same time, you're going after everybody for everything. That's not just one particular targeted group. EA Sports also teamed up with the Anti-Defamation League to enforce social justice in gaming. Another example of how Marxist engineering uh, is being inserted into every form of entertainment. And I, I was talking earlier, there was a there was a prominent video game that was up and coming. And it's it's still kind of big, but it's not as big as what it used to. It kind of plateaued a little bit. And that's a game called Rainbow Six. Everybody knows the franchise, the Tom Clancy franchise, right? Everybody's heard of that. They created, the company Ubisoft created Rainbow Six Siege, which was a game that was put out a few years ago. And they said it was going to have a 10-year lifespan. Okay, well, naturally, it was a great game. It was a new concept, and it got it got tens of millions of people involved in it. I think at their peak, they had somewhere around 40 to 50 million players online at any given time. 
And I mean, that that's huge. That is huge. So what did Ubisoft do? They're a triple A gaming company and they just but they're still independently owned. They're not a conglomerate like Activision or EA or one of these other companies. They were still independently owned by shareholders. They didn't have a massive board of directors and it's a cash cow. Wasn't that they decided that they were going to take their market to China. A few years back, Ubisoft did with Rainbow Six. They thought if we can grab 40 to 50 million players here in the West, then what would this market be like in the Far East, such as China? So they decided to take their market there. Well, when China had a look at their game, they said, hmm, great game. A lot of marketability here in uh, in China. But here's a few things you need to change first. And things started to change. The game wasn't the same any longer, and it lost a lot of players because of it. So again, Marxist agendas have to be inserted into every form of entertainment, everything. You notice all your sports now, all of it has Marxist agendas into it, right? All of its BLM and and all that stuff, everything's in there. It's all there. Nothing can go unpoliticized at this point. They have to wreck absolutely everything. Everything you knew has to be gotten rid of under this new agenda going forward. You have to understand, under Marxism, the most basic form of Marxism, under Marxism, everything that you have known or ever done is a mistake. That's why society hasn't succeeded. So it has to be gotten rid of. has to be demonized, torn up, and gotten rid of. And everything going forward is history. That's why Marx advocates that all history has to end under under that system. But anyway, yes, that is going into... Uh, into effect for PlayStation this year. So if you have a PlayStation console, dump it. Sorry. But, you know, yeah. it remains to be seen how much you actually want to deal with SJW garbage in, uh, in gaming anyway. I mean, I really don't game that much anymore. You know, I used to. I, I don't anymore. I just don't have time. Thanks to GP, I just don't have time to do that anymore. <laughs> well, the thing is, too, with this voice chat thing that they're doing, people are going to stop using the official mediums and they're going to disable it and they're going to use something else like Discord. That's a really common one for gamers nowadays. They're going to use some other uh, software that's encrypted that isn't kind of that isn't doing this BS. They're going to find other mediums. So uh, honestly, you know, disconnect your headset or your um, at least your microphone from your console and uh uh, you know, use a use a different program. You know, you can use it on your mobile device or even uh, a PC if you have one, you know, and just run a different program. That, honestly, if you're just hanging out with your buddies. Wasn't there games out there that didn't allow you had to use the in-game party system or whatever it was? Back in the day, there were. But the thing is, is because of for PC specifically, you can use anything you want, really. Right. They, they can't stop you unless it's like a super invasive uh, uh, cheat protection system that uh, what's the new there's a new shooter that's like um, CSGO. Uh, I forget what it's called, but there, there was a new one that came out and they had this really, really Valorant. in-depth Valorant. Uh, it has a really in-depth, uh, really in-depth cheat protection. And it, it's at the kernel level that it does mm-hmm. anti-cheat stuff. So when you start your computer, it starts with that at the kernel level. That's operating system level. For those that mm-hmm. don't know, mm-hmm. that is super invasive. And if unless they're doing something like that, they can't stop you from using third-party uh, software for communication. But consoles, uh, I know Xbox doesn't allow Discord to work for voice chat, for example. So you can do everything uh, else that, over there. I've been told. So that that's that's one example of of how they would stop it. Mm-hmm. You would have to use like a mobile device or something that would use that that software, uh, which. Okay. It's cumbersome and it, people don't want to do that. But nonetheless, that there there are ways around it currently. OK, but what if they start installing microphones onto your console device? 
that that's you know built in you know or or even computers and and your you know, like your monitor or your tv or what have you they start putting that in there there's no there's no escaping it unless you're going right. there and disconnect it yourself and with that being said uh we're out of time today thank you for sitting down today bruce thank you for jumping in here gp right here at the end oh no problem i i know that uh i know you were around for the morning show and i didn't know if you were going to make it back for this afternoon but but thank you we are going to have to jump out of here for those of you who have not you'd like to please do give us a follow on the social media platform of parlor we love getting all of your likes and your echoes and your comments and your upvotes you can follow me over there at jamson3 or you can follow marty at marty foster also if you would like to reach out to us and you don't want to do it via social media you can do so anytime by dropping us a line at tips at dynamicindependence.com and we would humbly ask you to pass this along to friends family and known associates we're trying to grow our audience here as much as possible and we need your help as a listener in order to do that so if you could pass us along we would appreciate that we're everywhere you get your podcast with the exception of soundcloud also if you're rating podcasts if you could drop over to apple podcast and give us a rating at your earliest possible convenience we would greatly appreciate that as well five stars would be a plus thank you very much bruce and gp thank you guys for your time tonight and from all of us here wherever you are in the world we thank you for listening because it's all of you that listen that make this all possible we love you and we love freedom and independence and together we'll continue to fight for those in the marketplace of ideas so we'll see all of you tomorrow 